Poetry Says episode 74. This is a chat that I got to have with Geraldine Burrows. Geraldine is the author of a book out from the Rabbit Poet series called Pick Up Half Under, which I recommend you get your hands on if you can. And yeah, this was just such a lovely afternoon. There aren't that many Poetry Says episodes that I don't have to cut anything from because I'll, I'll usually lose track of what I'm saying. Um, but this is just such a natural and cozy conversation. I have made zero edits in this, so I'm really proud of that. Um, so Geraldine talks here quite a bit about her writing process. She talks about the transition that she made from being a visual artist to being a poet later in life, which is really fascinating to me. And um, she talks about some influential figures in that transition, one of whom was Michael Farrell and the other being Claire Gaskin, who I interviewed a couple of episodes ago. So we talk quite a bit about their influences on her work and we talk about um, the poems in Pick Up Half Under and the way that they kind of function as conversations with people that you can't necessarily have in person. And yeah, I really think you'll enjoy this episode because there's such a quality of generosity and positivity in everything that Geraldine says. And I think that's a really um, much needed force in poetry. And yeah, I left this conversation feeling really energized and excited to work. And I hope that it has the same effect on you. Thanks for listening as always. So what, what were you just saying before you you used to interview everyone in the neighbourhood with your tape recorder? Uh, my father came back from America at one time with a tape recorder. It was the newest thing. And it's a bit rather like my grandchildren now make their own movies with their dad's iPhone. Yeah, yeah, my niece and, and nephew so do that. And so I interviewed everybody in the neighbourhood and did a lot of... Um, organising little concerts at the beach, <laughs> sandcastle cake-making competitions yep. decorated with seaweed, and then concerts where in the evening all the neighbourhood would have to come with a ticket, which we would have run around and sold mm-hmm. for charity, mm-hmm. and they'd all come and we'd do items, as yep. children used to in those days, but oh. don't much anymore. Oh, look, you've got to come to my family's house for Christmas. We have a pageant that goes for a good hour. How lovely. <laughs> It is lovely. <laughs> does anyone, no, it's good. apart from you, do a poem? No, no one does. A, I don't do a poem. I'm very... Um, the only person in my family I talk to about poetry is my dad, I t- which who I do talk to about it fairly openly, but I don't really talk to my mum or my older brother or sister about it. Mm. Um, I think because I think they'll think I'm weirder. Even weirder. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a funny thing. I think because I can't, you know, my my sister is uh, a financial planner. Mm-hmm. My older brother is uh, or was a lawyer, and my mum's mum used to say to her, "If you've got time to read, you've got time to work." Oh no! And she never had a book in her house. Oh! After my parents split, my dad took all the books. Not, not like as in took all the books, as in she didn't, mum didn't own any books. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Sad. Yeah, it is a bit sad. But, I mean, you know, dad and I have long chats about 
poetry and stuff. So there are, yeah. yeah. My it's, father wrote poetry. Oh, really? Mostly during the war years, you know, oh. longing for this new wife he had. Oh, um, for your yes, mum. But but we found bundles and bundles of wonderful poems. Oh, and uh, I'm sad he's not around. I can talk to him now that I'm writing more poetry yeah. than I'm doing art. But I'm still very lucky because both my daughters are quite good at writing, mm. and everyone does art, yeah, or music in the family. And yeah, and one of the girls has done quite a lot of poetry. Oh, that's amazing. As well. So now. you can you talk about that. That's oh, like a... look, we all have a bit of a learning difficulty, the girls and I anyway, my son doesn't. And so we look at each other's projects, whatever they mm. are. It's an essay, you know, for for something or we we read it knowing each other's learning difficulty problems. Ah. And so it keeps me educated actually all through the years. And so you check it for like structural or like spelling things or just like yes i just check it not spelling okay absolutely no neither my daughter myself can spell um but just for is something curious enough is Ah. is it intriguing and interesting yeah okay are you keeping the reader um engaged yes yeah and is it clear is it really clear because of Mm. course you assume after you've written the thing so many times and you've compressed down from 3,000 to 2,000 words, you, you think your, your paragraph is saying something when in yeah. fact you've perhaps lost a crucial phrase. Yeah, that's really true. It's great to be able to do that with family because... Oh, you, we're so lucky. Yeah, yeah. I know. You know we're that you very, still love very each other. Lucky. <laughs> uh, one of my girls went back to art school and did the Masters mm. uh, finishing last year. So that was terrific because... A lot of my art is not so up to date mm. and looking through all her essays each time was brilliant. Yeah, right. So it's sort of learning about how things had changed. and Well, just getting to know some of the names of the more recent artists and mm. how things actually go in circuits a bit. Some of the things they're doing now were done in the 70s. Right, right. Okay, that's really interesting. I bet it's similar in poetry too. Um, but yeah, I'm looking around your incredible apartment here. And there are some really, really interesting pieces. Well, of that art. piece at the other end, the sculptural thing on the wall, is Yasmin's from many years ago. It's beautiful. She was held up in London at one point, nearly going mad. Her partner was busy working in the city, and she decided she'd uh, do something with plastic bags, which were easily available. Oh, it's plastic bags. Yeah. It kind of looks like, for the benefit of listeners, it's like a big sort of reddish, whitish ribbon. Almost looks like a a jellyfish, maybe. Um, It's huge. It's like running the length of a wall. Yeah, it's a wall sculpture. Yeah. And uh, and so she she tried doing all sorts of things with the plastic bags, and um, these pieces were melted. She did many exhibitions. But that was one I particularly loved. So I've had that there a few years. It's gorgeous. So, I guess there must have been a transition from visual art into poetry in your life. Very much, and mm. the poetry suits enormously because you can do it anywhere. Mm. Mm. Um, I had a, a flood in my storage, rain got in, oh. tore my artwork a year or two back. Oh, no. And that's a problem, storage. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough having poems. Because I'm prolific, right? <laughs> it's difficult to find what's where. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, it's much easier. That just you don't have the physicality, mm. and so even though, as you probably came in, you'd notice um, there's all sorts of strange materials hanging about in, mm. in that in the room where the stair. Yeah, there's some sweet mirror up. balls. Yeah, uh, odd. Uh, all the mirror balls are from a party. That's oh, my daughter's okay. party. And the drawings are all from everyone in the family, mostly the grandchildren, mm. where we were going to repaint a wall and we just didn't because the drawings, charcoal yeah. drawings across the entire wall are fun. That's so so great. I never painted it. It's <laughs> so been great. about mm, five years or something. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So are there things that you miss about making visual art? Sometimes I really... When I think about it, I think, oh, I quite miss the odours. Mm. Like, but that's way back. That's like going to oil paints and terps. Yep. Um, in the last 20 years or so, I did a lot of spray paint. Right. And I'm all reticent now. I don't know what it's doing to me. Yeah, um, okay, yep. Even though it's, it, it isn't – the new spray cans are not meant to be as bad for the environment as the very early ones were. Mm. So – Sometimes I do a small piece for a friend, yeah. a gift. Yeah. Or sometimes I do sort of an elaborate card with masking and a little touch of spray in different colours. Mm. Um, I keep all the bits and pieces there. Electric carving knife to cut foam rubber. Oh. It's polyurethane, really. Uh, the sort of stuff that you've got in your lounge chair. Yeah. It's soft foam. And I keep everything handy because I think... I'll be taken over by the mood again. But mm. I'm so obsessed with writing poetry. Wow. It's only occurred about twice in the last 10 years that right. I've had a really good burst of doing of physically doing visual art. So Wow. Yeah. And so was there kind of a, a point at which you thought, oh, I'm, I'm going to change to poetry now, or did it happen kind of gradually? Uh, there really was a point when it, it sort of welled up. I've always written to sort of lovers and all through my life I've written odd poems here mm. and there. Mm -hmm. And I think when the last husband left, I've had four husbands and this one was 18 years and it was a shock. Mm. And so I was writing a lot. We, we communicated for six months while he decided if he'd return or not. Mm. And um, I mean, that's another project. I'm turning that into something, but I'm very slow about it. Um, but during that time I began, because I was suddenly alone, to write many more poems. Yeah. And I think in my visual art, especially with the brilliance of colour, there's an exuberance. Mm. It's very fun. It's almost, I've had whole room installations where they're like tiny toys yeah. that interact and speak to each other, surreal little oddities. Mm. And so that's something I do when I'm perhaps first in love. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> um, although I managed to keep it going quite a long, long time, all those shows. Yeah. Um, but then, well, I was left alone suddenly. Yeah, I was sort of ruminating and began writing. I didn't get any help and start to take myself seriously um, for a few years mm. after that. But mm. I couldn't stop writing. Yeah. I mean, we'd solved the marriage was definitely over. We're still Skyping once a week. But uh, I just didn't do any more art. Yeah, right. But didn't have another show, I mean, not professionally. Yeah, yeah. And the writing had taken over. 
It's really fascinating. I was thinking that looking at your book again today, um, Pick Up Half Under, which is out from Rabbit Poets. It's got a very beautiful cover. Thank you. Um, I love the cover. I mean, I love the book, obviously. But I uh, I get the sense reading it that you a lot of the poems are talking to someone, they're kind of a space in which you can have these conversations. And I think for me as well, that's something really wonderful about poetry is you can use a poem as a space to have a chat that you just, you have to have. Uh, yeah, it's, it's things that have to be said. Yes, yes. Well, these yeah. were fairly early after I um, began to take it seriously. Mm. And I was absolutely astonished when Jessica from Rabbit asked me, uh, I was at a conference in New Zealand and she just came up and said, would you like a book? Nice. And I felt so <laughs> utterly inadequate and embarrassed and awkward. First thing I said was, can I make the cover? I'm more confident with the art. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made the cover, of course. And so yeah. um, she, she sort of... Oh, she'd think on that, I think. She wasn't sure, but she definitely was offering the poetry, a book of poems. Oh, that's great. I was swept away, yes. Wow. And it happened shortly after that it all came together. That's incredible. What I loved, and I'm sure you've experienced it, is, is um, it's a bit like putting on an art show because you know that someone will be there and they mightn't look at every wall, mm. but it's, it sort of is a story. It is a mood that moves from one area to another. Yeah, definitely. And so mm. when you're planning a show, you think, oh, they'll come in and they'll see that first. Mm. And then they'll move possibly to this piece. Mm. Mm. And so I liked that sense of choosing things which would sit well together. Yeah. That was great fun. Yeah, you can definitely sense that throughout the book too. There's a real... Mm. Uh, yeah, progression and a matching, and it, it all feels very Not cohesive. That it, everyone reads it that way. I no, mean, I'm a prime example. I was looking carefully at Michael Farrell's recent book, and you know, the, I just you know flip here, there, and everywhere at first. It's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Oh, I should do that more. I, I tend to kind of go, no, I need to start at the start. Do and, you? Yeah. Oh, oh no, I'd never <laughs> get, I would never feel that, that would be guaranteed. Yeah. I'm a real completist, but I think in a way it's probably more satisfying to just go to the poems that, yes. that call you to them, yes. like an exhibition. Well, sometimes I don't do that in an exhibition. I might mm. run across the room to something I love. Yeah. From a distance, I think, wow, and rush across. Yeah. And then I'll meander around a different way, mm. Mm. even though I know the artist most likely yeah, had worked a it out so that it <laughs> might have a little narrative or yeah. a mood. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can definitely feel that throughout the book for sure. That's really cool that you were just at this at the conference and Jess was like, "Hey, <laughs> it was really, really amazing." Yeah. And uh, but it's interesting that it's you mentioned something that you don't imagine. No, uh, no, of course would not. Would happen at yeah. my age. I'm 76 now. It was a couple of years ago, mm. and you just don't imagine. I mean, you're totally new in this field mm. so it was it was astonishing yeah um it's interesting though that you say your initial response was one of what was the word that you used it wasn't like kind of almost a sense of like who me like yes yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely <laughs> even though i'd given a paper at the, at the yeah. thing and it was on um it was on poetry 
Ah, what was it on? It was about the personal in poetry. So mm. I hadn't read many straight poems, but they were part of some of this letter writing I spoke of earlier. Right. And so I used some of that, which had a lot of poetic just musing thoughts mm. as you would write to somebody overseas and yeah. parts of it. Yeah. And, uh, but I think Jess probably, I don't think she'd even heard me speak at the conference because I think it was the day before. Right, okay. So I think she must have liked some poems I sent to Rabbit. The dream. I was so excited when Rabbit began because it seemed adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, only just, I think I was still in Canberra when it started and I moved here by, I remember coming to the launch of issue four mm-hmm. and just thinking like, this is the scene, man. This is where oh, it's it was at. was very exciting, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it still feels that way when you go to those launches. You're like, yeah. this is like legitimately interesting. Yes, yes. Yeah. Another moment like that for me was when I, um, oh, in the 80s, I used to be in the Poets' Union. Mm. I was mostly doing art, but, you know, the odd poem, and even had meetings at my house occasionally. It was very informal and a fairly small group in those days, early 80s, I think. Mm. And so I thought, oh, I'll look up, I'll look up the Poets' Union and go to a few of their things, and Michael Farrell was on. Right, right. Oh, I was so excited. Was that at the Wheeler Centre? No. Oh, okay. It must have been um, a different one. Because I remember he, he and, and Jess, he oh. and Jess and Gig Ryan did a reading at the Wheeler Centre. No, it one wasn't time. that. Okay, no. right, right. Yep. No, I'm trying to think where was it, but it was. Um, I, I, I was thrilled yeah, because right. suddenly, oh, well, I defended him, and I didn't even know the man. It was ridiculous, really. But some people stood up and said sort of demanding more narrative than this work he'd read and sounding very conservative and so this is at the reading yeah Yikes. afterwards when there's sort of a bit of a chit chat and uh questions he was still up the front so they're sort of saying like i don't almost irate you know i it's like saying i didn't get that (laughs) and it should be more clear okay (laughs) and i stood up and i said this is the First time I've heard poetry, this is how I don't know nothing of poetry, this is the first time I've heard poetry that feels like art, where you are free to create. Mm. I just bought every book he had on on the table and rushed home with it. And I'd only met Claire a couple of months earlier, Claire Gaskin, who's Mm. guided me enormously. And I said, I found this fellow. He's got such great poetry. Mm. She said, oh, I know Michael, you know. Oh, wow. So that's that's how I totally knew nothing. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't even really know the New York poets much. Yeah. A little bit. Why why would you, though? Like, if you were working in a completely different medium, I mean, yeah. Yeah. how did that go down when you when you said that? A bit of tutting, I think. <laughs> um, uh, I did preface it saying, "I'm really a visual artist," so they probably dismissed it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what to say about that. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't mean to embarrass whoever it was yeah, yeah. at that meeting who no, was no, no. upset by it, but. Um, it showed how much 
I was moved by the poems yeah. to have that reaction sort of mm. defence. Mm. It's such a beautiful moment when you have those, whether it's at a reading or maybe you are just like reading poetry to yourself and you're just like, I found this thing yes. that this person is doing and they've been doing it this whole time. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> which book was it? Was that um, Cocky's Joy maybe? Probably. No, it might have oh. been. What was before that? I can't remember. I've got them all. You see, I grabbed whatever I could that night. And oh, I, oh, I see. Since. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and now these lovely little slender ones that he puts out regularly with other poets' work. Flash Cove, Very yeah. Very interesting, the Flash Coves, yes. Yeah, I love them. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I got very excited. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, when you have that just drive to run and tell someone, mm. like... Who might it have been for you? <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to think now as I'm saying that. Um, give me a say, I want to answer this well. <laughs> <laughs> I do because there are they have been those moments, but my memory is a real shocker. Um, This is a weird answer. It's not an Australian poet who comes to mind, but this is the person who comes to my mind first is Mahogany L. Brown, um, Mo Brown, who is uh, a poet and organiser out of New York. She, I think, possibly still runs, but for a long time did run, um, uh, uh, I think, at least one, if not more, um, spoken word events there. Mm -hmm. And seeing her perform her work was a real turning point for me and that was when I decided like I have to get really good at performing my stuff as well as writing good stuff um because it matters and it wins people over and it makes the work resonate in a different way um that it might not off the page that's one example um and then, like, there's more quiet examples, like, you know, going into a bookshop and buying um, yes. uh, David Brooks' The Balcony uh-huh. was one, which is a 77 love poems. It's a very quiet book. And then I remember ducking into the Melbourne City Library and reading another poem of his, which I can't find for the life of me. Please, someone help me with this. All I know is, it, I think it was in Mianjin, and it has the line... It's a, it's a climate change poem, I think, and it has the line, poor confused tree. Mm. I think of that all the time. Personalised <laughs> tree. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, in Melbourne, like right now, uh, we're going to autumn, but we're having quite a warm day. And I, I do tend to personify trees and, mm. and plants quite a bit. And I'm like, yeah, you thought it was autumn, but nah, it's not really anymore right now. And yeah, poor confused tree comes back to me a lot. Mm. But yeah, there's a, there's a million moments like that, I suppose. It's hard to really, yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd ever be happy to settle on just one. But yeah, mm. those are a few examples. Um, may I request that you read a poem from yes. Pick Up Our Fund? Is that right? Yes. Uh, is there one that, it, are there any recordings of you reading this from this? I don't think there are any recordings, uh, unless when it was launched, maybe somebody recorded something. Mm. Well, I mean, I 
I have uh, my own requests, but I also wouldn't want to tell you what to read. Tell me so. what your requests are. Well, I want to hear you read um, A Vacancy. Oh, my <laughs> But not all of it, obviously, because it's really long. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> but Let also... me grab my copy. Okay, cool. And I'll, uh, I must have marked a bit. Oh, cool. Um, I also love listening to Repair very much. Oh, yes. That's great. Excuse me. Shuffling about. Cat's running under the table. Yeah, she's a very, very cute cat here, people. Just FYI. The vacancy poem is, I don't know, whatever it is, six or eight pages, but you can read it in so many ways. Yes, that's so one of the many reasons I love it. The reason I'm looking at my book is that I've, I've had a little bit of a go to make uh, some arrows oh, cool. online. Okay. As at least one way, and then it can be read another way, you know. But uh, but I'll try anyway. Um, a bit of it. I climb into cloud to escape, not being enough. Two parrots bleed through mist. By day to respond to texts, I hammer and bend my faults. Tiny horseshoes for every word. Night fireflies, rewriting, I recite to the cat. Cookers laugh, wallaby save dew. Send his first light pressed, a vacancy left to hang on intake of breath. The first time you pause in daily contact. One moment in the blur of weeks, I find myself humming as I bend. Breezes carry all they've caressed, a silvery web glints towards art. The creek raises its banks, a flick, flaring caged heart. Your latest email makes me laugh, insects fly from the rose, then crying again. Nectarines perfume, kids' phone calls hang and hold. The sky cathedrals, senses acute. Not a blanket of snow, but quivers, arrows over and over, high-pitched, swelling bass in each crushing descent. Tonight is as still as the night you left. I rest where the ledge still holds, knapsacks, puzzles, clues of love. Now you've gone, you probably don't, but especially when the family come, we try not to speak of, then again, worse when they've left. It's only me, longing for you. No need to explain, like a detective, I brush through sleep, whispers I must have misspelt. A mirrored ghost, chairs nudge and huddle in blizzard, I feel. Your thighs move mine apart thank you i'm really glad i asked you to read that because you were moving all around i think that's what i would like people to do open yeah. it anywhere yeah well i mean i kind of do that when i read it so take snippets yeah it's all little thoughts put together yeah 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 one of my friends taught english at scotch college most of her life. She was a filmmaker originally in Brisbane uh, for the ABC. Oh, yeah. Uh, very creative girl and um, 
and she hadn't she hadn't really she's an expert on Shakespeare in fact she's written a book which I wish someone would publish I'm not sure she knows how to go about getting it published mm. um, she's a little older than I am so not really tech savvy but she um, had a look at this book when it first came and she was so puzzled she didn't contact me for a long time oh. and then, then she did and she said I've got it I finally got it yeah uh, read freely, she said. And I said, yes. She got exactly. it. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just play with it. Just dive in and out. Yes. Well, for that poem For that poem, yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, because um, I guess for benefit of people who don't have this book, it's written in such a way that the, I guess, the stanzas, if you would call them that, are kind of moving um, back and forth across the page. There are splits between them. And so... The way I was reading it was kind of playing with reading the left-hand side of the page for a while and then moving to the right, but not, um, but being fairly linear, like trying to read. Yes, and sometimes yeah. you can read across and it makes more sense. Yep. The two sides, if you if you jump that vacancy between the two sides, mm. it makes more sense. So, yeah. yes, it's... It's a really fun game to play too, sort of yes. which, which direction is... Yes making what kind of sense. So that really epitomises the first um, part of that era where I described that a long relationship had ended. Mm. And so that whole poem epitomises that. Mm. It's very moving. It's, I mean, uh, when I read it, I think of, I mean, it's just the, yeah, the space between people. And like I said, these conversations that you just, you have to have, but, maybe they're not listening anymore maybe there's no space in the relationship to really have an open conversation Mm. anymore but you still have things to say Mm. and uh yeah I just got that sense so strongly in it and it's very very comforting poem to read um everyone feels like that when you know someone you love steps away or dies Mm. yes I was very lucky this person was still alive and very very keen to keep communication that's good yeah it is good so we're very old friends you could say now yeah i think of him more as a you know well you can't say a cousin because you've had that very long intimate time Mm, it's mm. a very special thing and what a great partner he has now yeah i think she too had someone who was a political prisoner for many years and so Mm. they communicated throughout Uh, This is before my partner went over to London. Mm. But um, possibly through that, she she had this understanding. Yeah. I mean, we've met online. We've met on Skype a couple of times. But, Mm. yeah. Wow. And relationships are... Long relationships are very much like that, aren't they? Yes. I've been with my partner now for 17 years. Yes. And... uh, Yeah, it is great, but it's... uh, it's funny, like I say to people sometimes, you know, I didn't really have that like being single in my twenties thing, uh-huh. but um, I almost feel as if I had those many relationships with this same person. Because you grow. Yeah, you change, mm. and mm. I think it's very easy to get stuck and think, um, oh no, I'm different, or he's different, um, they're different, and so that means that we're no longer in love, or you know, mm-hmm. things are things are changing for the worse but if you didn't change then I don't know 
would be a very strange kind of Disney-esque situation. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, it would. Yeah. Well, thank you for writing that poem. It means a lot to me. Did you feel... Um, I want to go back to this Melbourne Poets Union thing just because I think it's really interesting that um, that tension basically between the, the narrative we want it to make sense um, and then a work like this, like A Vacancy or like the book as a whole. Um, did you feel the pull towards the narrative at any point? Like, oh, I do want this to make sense, that this needs to make sense, otherwise people won't get it, quote-unquote? Um my ideal would be a poem that does touch you emotionally mm-hmm. but if possible in an original way that oh, okay um, that might keep you in the poem mm. slightly puzzled so curious to go forward with it and yeah. see what else yeah um but I love wordplay now, having mm. had a lot of fun and practice. I love um, uh, making little bracketed words within words and so on. Mm. And so sometimes I get a bit carried away with that and I think, oh, that's not going to, you know, really, that's just a game. Mm. But that's legitimate. It is yeah. <laughs> absolutely legitimate, uh, absolutely. Yeah. But I just like that extra bit there. I find whenever I'm reading, I'm always looking. I don't read many novels, mm-hmm. but if I'm to read a novel, I will be looking for some little hints about the character. Always I'm looking for the personal, some hints. Mm. Um that's behind what's being mm. overtly mm. stated. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's. I think that's probably 80% of the fun of reading poetry for me is just trying to figure out what's what's back there. Yes, what's, yes. What's so I think that? you have to give a little bit of that. Yes, yeah. Even if you're making a sort of lovely splash of colours that look fairly abstract, I mm. think you should have some little clues in there that... Mm. Um, just draw people mm. toward you yeah um it's more generous i think if you do that yeah yeah for sure yeah generous is a, is a good word to use there um i love the way claire does that well i was about to i was about to go to it's about to go to claire gaskin actually because this is a lot reminding me of the conversation that we had the other week just about, um, yeah, just about like writing personal poetry mm. and and how you do that. But but she can speak of a dripping tap as something that epitomises a feeling, mm. um, and she uses repetition so powerfully. I'm not terribly good at that, um, and there's a wonderful simplicity. I mean, she really edits way down. Mm. So, yeah, I find her work inspirational, but I'm not good in that vein. Mm-hmm. Do you remember, so you studied with Claire? Um, no, Claire no? Oh, mentored okay. me. Oh, wow. Okay. After I, um, I stayed at the farm quite a while when this marriage broke up mm. and 
At that time, we'd been going back and forth, back and forth, a few weeks in each place. We were establishing a, uh, about 150 acres, a third of which was for trees. Mm. And so it was a very busy time of establishment for this place, which had been an, a very worn-down old dairy farm, mm, mm. making it back into trees. And, and so then, after that partner left, I stayed six months at the farm and then came back here and thought what I'm doing mostly now is definitely not artist writing mm. How, what what's happening in Melbourne in the field of writing so I applied to the uh, Wheeler Centre I think it was uh, for uh, they had something going for mentors and right. I, I yeah. didn't know Claire till then yeah and so I went there for a meeting with this person who might be my mentor if she'd take me on well that's really cool and she did yeah. I was so excited because <laughs> as soon as I read her work I think yes I hope she says yes yeah you know that's great yeah it was that's lovely really cool it's lovely and we're firm friends now yes yeah um that's something I would encourage everyone to do actually if even if you because I applied for the Australian Society of Authors writing mentorship, I think three or possibly even four times, and I didn't get it. Um, but then I wrote to Jess Wilkinson, just in a fit of frustration, said, can you please point me towards someone who will be my mentor? Yes. And then she pointed me to uh, Bonnie Cassidy. And, you know, oh, Bonnie's great. I yeah. love her stuff. Her latest stuff is brilliant. It's off the hook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but that was similar thing I was kind of like what is this person oh my god I can't possibly and then gradually and everything she taught me about how to write has been invaluable and now we're we're friends so it's really great yes um and yeah I would just encourage everyone to try and try and set up a relationship like that if you can don't worry about if you don't get through a formal program just find somebody and be like I'll I'll pay you however much per page to read my stuff yes. and it gives you external mm validation motivation feedback is wonderful feedback and claire is so brilliant at encouragement she finds Mm. what it is you're good at Mm. brings it out yeah encourages it i mean she's taught for so many years and she has such loyal students those ones it's was it sandringham the sandy bay group i think some of them been going for 15 years they keep going back to her thing that's really cool isn't it and yeah. they you know they've done phds and things since she first started with them and they're still going back it's awesome. amazing yeah i really want to go <laughs> um that's really cool uh are there specific things that you can remember that that relationship kind of taught you in terms of writing in terms of maybe like routine or um, Definitely didn't need any help with routine. Oh, that's I good. I neglect everything else. That's great. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. I need some of that. The bills pile up and all sorts of other stuff. I, I was doing quite a lot of other stuff at the time, and now I'm much more retired. But mm. no, the the poetry became the obsession. Um, oh, I can't remember where the first things. I think she let me run riot to start with. Mm. She just wanted probably to get a feel for where I was going. And and one thing I do remember was titles. Yeah. Because I'd have some weird title. You wouldn't have a clue what the poem's about, what was going on at all. Yeah. She'd say, it often helps to have a clear statement title. And then people know what they're 
reading for. Yeah, I think that's really true, hey. Unless you are, um, yeah, I think I think there there is a strong argument to be made for that, and I think there's also times when you can just have pure fun with a title and not give well, any it, information. <laughs> it can always go to be the first line. That's true. I found. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and I still see Claire. Ah, once a month, once three weeks, I'll see her. Mm. And I've noticed over the years of keeping in touch that we... Um, I'll have phases where I, she'll say there's not enough thingness. Mm. And so I'm generalising more and not making clear titles. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it odd how when you read something you've written five years ago and you can look at it and you say, it's rubbish, or you can say, <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Yeah. I should polish this one. Yeah, it's good when you find one that's not too bad. Yeah, and the problem yeah. is if you're prolific, you're just swamped by it all and you can't find them and you don't know what they were called. And, oh. <laughs> and then in your mind it's like, um, no, there was this shining, beautiful poem. I know it's here somewhere. If tell me how to file poems, and, and I'm very disconcerted at the moment because I've upgraded some operating system or other, and it, I'm a visual person. I have a big folder. I have many big folders, but the, mm. a current folder will have perhaps 20 poems in the square little shapes. Yeah, yeah. A little picture of a doc. And if I go back and work and change even an apostrophe, mm. it seems to jump to the bottom of the folder. Oh, yep. And because I can't remember what it was called, I can't find it. Just They all shuffle. They won't stay in their lines on the shelves in the... Mm. Maybe we can take a look at that before I leave. I'm so disconcerted. I'm really... At first I got depressed. This all happened over Christmas when I broke my phone and upgraded everything. That sounds... Yeah, that's annoying. You don't want that. I don't need that. Mm. I knew how it all worked before. Maybe Mm. it's because I've gone on... I was on the cloud years back and now perhaps I'm back on the cloud. Does that change it? I don't know. But... We'll have a look. It's all right, this is. I'm going to sort this one out. I've got my weird way of working with Word (laughs) and it's all suddenly changed. (laughs) No, but those things are important. Um, Well, I write first, but I write in a tiny notebook. um, And so that's not a great deal of help once I've started to arrange a poem. Right, so you're writing by hand first as as the first draft. Yeah. Wow. Anywhere, tram, in the cinema, walking, anywhere, Mm. I'll scribble, scribble. Mm. and um, overhearing conversations, all yeah. sorts. Yeah, people of Melbourne, we're writing your things you say down. <laughs> That's true. It's all going in On homes. the tram, in the cafe. I heard somebody, and it's a way to make yourself feel better about the fact that people are always chatting on their phones, being like, oh, yeah, no, oh, thanks so much. And it's like, oh, stop it. But there was a girl the other day, I wrote this one down because I just thought it was so great. She's like, oh, anything about the universe, I'm just gone. <laughs> I'm like, that's golden. <laughs> but I don't quite know how to get her inflection across in, mm, in written mm, word. But mm. Yeah, just the things people say. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried to introduce inflection in a way. Um, in some writing, I've done sort of all sorts of weird little squiggles and signs that you can do with words. Oh, yeah. Um, on perhaps the beginning and the end of a line sometimes. Mm. 
And you can create a bit of a mood visually. This is, of course, not reading it aloud. But Mm. if you're reading it to someone, well, you can put the inflection. But That's true. If it's on the page, um, yeah, I tried that uh, in a very long poem. And um, I think it it helped, made it more interesting. Mm. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I love there's a poem in here. I can't quite remember which one, but there are some beautiful angle bracket fish that happen towards the end of the page. Oh, here we go. Uh, the bones of it. Ah, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Did a couple of little fishes and birds and things fluttering about on the page. Yes, yeah, they're lovely. Just word, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot you can do just with basic mm. punctuation mm. and uh, font sizes. That's all you need. And when you cluster them together, I'll just show you this more recent one. Oh, yep. Yeah. Wow. That's, whoa, that's amazing. I don't know how you've done that. <laughs> I, I find that you can really TLDR. just see something looks highly technical. It's got a lot of yep. letters and numbers. And then something else looks more like mountains yeah. and sea. That's so uh, cool. Little squiggles and waves. Yeah. The visual will get in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you're saying you're not technical, though. That's... um. Definitely not. Um, yeah, it's, it's good. Like, it's a, se- a sense of fun, I think. And that's... Um, you were talking about Michael's work earlier and in the acknowledgements to Pick Up Half Under, you mentioned his playfulness as well. And I can really feel yes. a sense of playfulness as well in, in your work. And I just think that's so important. I think it's... If there's any hard distinction I'm willing to make in poetry, it's between the earnest and the playful and i'm just i'm just not here for earnestness yes as much yes (laughs) okay maybe i'm not happy with the hard distinction there i take it back (laughs) sometimes it has to be earnest but i don't know not as often as as we think maybe yeah how long have i been chatting to you ages um is there anything else you wanted to talk about that i haven't led you to no. I could obviously talk to you forever, but... <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so what, uh, what are you reading at the moment to finish off? I've been busy looking at Michael's work to do a review. Oh, cool. So I've been away to escape the noise of the Grand Prix and that, that week has been mm. looking at his work. Beautiful. Uh, which has been a sheer delight. Do you go to the farm? The place I the went to uh, now I ha- because I don't drive anymore I don't go to the farm very often mm-hmm. I will go up with the family but one of my daughters and her partner and children love it and they go frequently oh nice yep. so it's great um, I went to my sister's farm down near Apollo Bay on the Great Ocean mm-hmm. Road nice she runs little ponies in a, a B&B thing and so that's a perfect quiet escape from the mm-hmm. Grand Prix oh that's so uh, nice I really concentrated yes it's great. It's a great place for writing as well. Yeah. It's entirely different to my atmosphere of walking on the beach here. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I want more of that mm. in my life. Yeah, could book it in. Some writing holidays. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Alice. Thank you. I'm really thrilled to be invited. Thank you very, very much. Mm.